It's 11.28 p.m. The house is quiet. For some reason, it's like already 100 degrees and, and saturated outside. I don't know why, but it's nice and cool in here. I just made myself a nightcap, wearing a bucket hat. The house is quiet. Everybody's asleep. And this is when my mind spirals. So it's been a while. I missed you guys. Even though, uh, I guess I'm the only one really talking here and no one's talking back, but the Paniacs. Back. Um, one thing you'll grow to realize from Paint Productions, uh, there's no set schedule. I try to get out content when I can, but you know, life happens. And that's what's most important and that's what I like to talk about. So I got a lot of great new material some guests lined up so there'll be more episodes coming down the lane and as long as one of you guys are still listening I'll always keep talking at you but the numbers have been growing thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing it helps the show grow it helps more people find it and if you haven't subscribed yet just please do you don't have to listen to every episode the downloads count the downloads count toward the numbers so Again, the, the productions part of Paint Productions is I will be doing all kinds of different things. You know, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, you know, I'll always do drafts. Uh, one of the guests I have coming up is, is strictly champagne-centric. They're opening a Mother Murphy's in town, which was like the coolest store possible when I was in college. So I'm really jacked up about that coming to town. So that'll be coming and you know randomly fantasy football and whatever the hell else I think I'm doing so you don't have to like it all if you do welcome to the circle <laughs> let's hang out more often but you know swipe right whatever you don't want just delete it you don't have to listen to them all but you know let them download or you know skip through them 30 seconds at a time if you don't like it swipe right it's like it's like tinder for your ears Speaking of yours, I almost felt like I needed to come into this one singing Running Up That Hill just to make everybody feel at ease. Jesus, that song's everywhere. I have been digging this new iteration of Stranger Things, though, so I'm not too mad at it. It's a great song. All right. So let's decompress. Let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I already had. It's 11.27, so that means I've already spent a considerable amount of time on TikTok. Um, they're always kind enough to give you the guy that pops up and says, hold on, you've been watching for quite some time. I don't meet that guy every night, but more often than not. So, let me give you some TikTok accounts to follow in to help streamline your experience. I, I like the random draw. I like the, you know, spin the wheel, make a deal aspect of it and, and finding out what is configured in my algorithm. But, um, if you just follow certain people, some, some fun stories and stuff, you can really sculpt it and get in and out for a few minutes at a time. Or, you know, when you're in the bathroom in the morning. So first um, suggestion, uh, check out One Face Frank. It's this adorable bulldog and their owner. And <laughs> drive him down to the pier every day because he sits there 
like the cutest and saddest face and waits for a certain fish to swim up. Wild fish, mind you. Uh, they've named Bean. And it's like the highlight of his day. So he always needs to go to this pier and check it out. So you can you can check out the history on that. It's it's just it's good for good for your insides. It just makes you feel warm and fuzzy to watch a couple of those. And then they've made other videos too. The dog's just it's just awesome. Uh, there's the one in particular where you know he's upset he's not going on a trip with his owner and that's a good one check it out it's like a mini movie um I'm hoping you guys listen to the box office draft because my first round picks looking like a swish right now Maverick is just smoking um but while you know Maverick's on top of the world check out deep Tom Cruise if when you're on top TikTok I don't I don't know anything about deep fakes. I don't know how they're made. Um, I've seen, you know, the age software they use for, like, the Irishman, and they, they're manipulating faces. There's Star Wars characters that are dead coming back to life or, you know, regenerating decades of years. But um, this one, he's got, whoever this is, he's got his mannerisms down. I, I hope to find out in like two years that it's really him, but I, you know, it's it's a little too parodied for me to believe that. But um, he does jump over Keegan Michael Keel and Key in one episode. Um, so either you know they were in, I don't know. It's cool though. I really dig that man. So check that one out. That's just a couple. But pleading my own ignorance about deep fakes kind of leads me into um, the next thing that got me my son's playing t-ball which is awesome um watching him improve every day we've been doing bp outside during the week and like his hitting's really coming along and you know any parent out there whose kids played sports and when you watch like when the work actually comes through it's rewarding as hell but that's not really why i'm bringing it up um practices though you know you're not as involved the game, you know, all dads are kind of helping out, moms too, but um, practices, you're just kind of sitting there, and it's at this big park, Knoll Park, <clears throat> and like, um, some kids, maybe somewhere between 13 and 15 years old, are walking down the sidewalk, and there becomes a, a not an argument, say we're really angry, but you know, kind of the, no, uh, type of argument that, that teenagers do, and immediately the kid went to Siri for help like uh, it, it kind of it broke my heart um, and I know what you're thinking last spirals I'm talking about I want a smarter phone and I, I do it but I want like a more helpful intuitive phone that helps with like life lessons and things like that um, it doesn't need to be your first go to for any kind of gotcha point of a, a debate or conversation. Um, if you want to use it like in Encyclopedia Britannica, I mean that that's wonderful. If you just you know out of the blues, like you know what I, I need to learn more about, you know uh, why did why what, what was Grenada situation all about? You know a little little history. If you want to do that, fine. Um, but when there's just a chance for a discussion between you and another fellow human. Have that discussion. Don't immediately go for the search, but 
So that, you know, the deep fakes is what got me in there. I, I could probably Google that right now or ask Siri about it and I'd have my answer. But it's just not as fun as running through my mind of how it could possibly be done or what uses it can possibly have and just letting that kind of coast as you try to drift off. Like, I, I like that. Um, for example, the nut milks or like oat milk I saw you know someone the other day they had a, a iced coffee I don't drink coffee but they had an iced coffee and I saw the label and looked at it and it was uh, four shots of caramel and oat milk <clears throat> and I, I get it like the coffee shops all that stuff's real popular oat milk almond milk but I just can't <laughs> figure out how they make milk from these things the objective is the lack of dairy, right? Or is there dairy in this stuff? I don't think there's dairy in it because that would kind of defeat the purpose on, on the whole. But maybe there is. That would make <laughs> this mystery a lot easier to understand. But I don't know how you get how you get the consistency of a milky substance from like a nut or an oat without using dairy. Um, the butters I get, I get you know nut butters and, and things of that consistency is the oils or, but how do you get milky consistency from that? Like you can only mash it down so much without it not getting wet. You know, I figure you can add some again oils or water. Those two don't go together, so it'd probably be one or the other. And but how do you get it to like that creamy milky consistency? And I'm perfectly happy not knowing it. And maybe thousands of you are screaming at, at, at your speakers right now or out loud when you're listening on headphones. Like, dude, it's so obvious. And it, it, it probably is if I knew the answer. It would be like, ah, shit, that totally makes sense. But I don't want to know right now. And I'm going to ask people. In, in more social situations because I want to know if people know this and, and I want to actually learn from other people it's just more fun and maybe, maybe nostalgic I don't know so I do that with fantasy football too um, I don't, I've never Google I've played for shit since Fred Taylor was like a coveted running back so we're talking like the early aughts um, and I've seen a lot of really bonkers seasons, you know, like um, Chris Johnson when he went over 2,000. He like he won me a a championship, like on his on his back. Stephen Jackson was like a running back from the Rams. Probably many people don't remember, or guys like Fred Taylor. That's more of an underrated season. I'm getting off the point here. Point is, I don't know exactly what the best seasons are. Um, you know, there was that like just that shit uh, touchdown season from Peyton Manning who he was like single-handedly winning a lot of games but it, it, once quarterbacks started running more and, and the value put on that like does a running quarterback actually trump that amazing touchdown season from Peyton Manning I don't know which one's the best season but I like having that discussion with somebody or, you know Marshall Falk LaDainian Tomlinson like which running backs had had the biggest one or you know Randy Moss's touchdown season but PPR did someone have more catches and all that stuff I love geeking out about and I just don't want to ask the Siri the Siri he says like he's 65 years old 
I don't want to ask Siri and just be like, who is the greatest fantasy football season wide receiver? And I just don't. I don't want to do it. And it, I just want to have those conversations again. So I'm going to. Um, <laughs> oh, another one. Flintstones vitamins. What the shit? Um... I give them to my kids. I don't know if they're really beneficial or not, but they're they're pretty darn tasty, and and I've I've been chewing them since I was a kid. So it's a rite of passage, maybe. But it made me think because my youngest son always asked me like which character it is. No matter what, every night it's just part of his routine. Hey, Dad, which Flintstone did I get? And for like the ninety seventh time, I've told him Great Gazoo, because um, he he's the coolest one. But um, it's, yeah, why would you, why would you know that? Why Flintstones, man? Was <laughs> were those really made like in the fit? Was the Flintstones on in the fifties? No, it's cartoons. Um, no, cartoons were around for a long time. Steamboat Willie and shit. Um, either way, Flintstones haven't been relevant. They probably were barely relevant when I was a kid in the eighties, man. Like, <laughs> so why is this still a thing? Is it a lifetime contract? that they they struck for such a low amount in like the 50s like you know hey gordy i'll give you a, you know a truckload of, of lucky strikes for this flintstones uh, namesake you can you don't have vitamins give them to the kids like what was the deal that they're just like well shit man we we're basically just getting it for free it's routine man like it wouldn't take long to... Hey, who's not competing against Flintstone vitamins? I can't imagine the Flintstone formulas that, you know, Kentucky Fried, that it's just impossible to recreate something similar. But, like, you know, Paw Patrol vitamins. You're going to go there as a parent if the prices are comparable. Kids are going to see them in the grocery stores. Where, how is Flintstone still... Like the face of, of kids' vitamins. It's it's insane to me. And I want to learn more about it. And so if anybody knows about it and wants to chat, hit me up. Because I'm that's going to be one of the conversations I take in the summer, too. Why still Flintstones vitamins? Alright. <laughs> I'm going to move on so that we, we can kind of wrap this up. You know, the... Uh, season finale of Barry's on tonight and I'm pretty jacked about that but it wouldn't be a pain production if you know I didn't have a list or a draft of some sort and uh, thinking of Flintstone vitamins and the one bite and part of the dinner routine that's what I'm going to do I'm going to do uh, the six greatest bites of all time just one bite I'm going to go with the number one bite of all time it's King Nacho you know the one. You know, like, uh, the thing, nachos are my favorite food. So the thing I love most about them, though, is the fact that um, you can kind of sculpt your way through it. Like a sandwich, like each, there can be different meat and cheese distributions, but the, the vibe and bites are pretty much similar. But nachos, like, everything's thrown on top. You got a bunch of naked chips. You got a bunch of, uh, you know, sopping chips. You got... All the beans on one side, onions over here. Who knows how they threw it together if they're if they're not a true artist. So you're kind of picking and choosing as you go. You know, I'm gonna take this chip here and it's got a bunch of beans on it. I'm gonna dip it over here. Maybe I got some guac on the side. 
But at the end of the day, you make a pretty fantastic bite consistently throughout the whole enjoyment. Um, and sadly, when <laughs> when it's coming to an end, there's always one nacho left. And you've been eyeing it for like the last six or seven rounds because it's just still got a bunch of goodness on it. Like all the goodness, like all the cheese. You know it's wet. There's no way the ship is, is still firm. Uh, it has every. It's got green onions, some tomatoes tucked under there that have been gone since you know 20 minutes ago. And you kind of have a, another naked ship. You've been saving that too. You're planning this all out, even though you don't exactly know how it's going to go down, but you know it's going to be epic. So maybe you take the naked nacho and you, and you help help support the spine of King Nacho, who is listless in his years of ruling this plate um and that's it and then you you know you conserve if you're like me you conserved a little bit of extra queso or sour cream or guac or a combination of their out so you never wanted to run out so you always put just enough on occasionally splurging but you got a punch left so you make king nacho and that's the greatest bite of the night um obviously thanksgiving the second pick mine's a, a, a similarly colored bite I guess you could say and there's variations of this depending on what you get some people you know get corn casserole or throw cornbread in the mix I'm a pretty straight shooter on this one I get I get my uh, dark meat bite and it's all I'm pushing at the top of the fork there I'm pushing it back to the back end not the top of the tines um, so that's like kind of the base. And then I scoop potatoes because I can kind of get a little bit on the meat. And uh, my favorite item is dressing. I only call it stuffing if it came from inside the cavity, which I don't do. But I'm not quite afraid of. So, you know, so it's dressing, but I get a huge that. That's like probably 65% of the whole bikes is my favorite part so I, I, I cap that on top like Rupert with the cork from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels like a big one and then I am gonna gravy it put a little gravy on top but before it reaches you know my face I'm gonna swirl it around in the greening casserole a little bit something about that you know nostalgic flavor maybe a, a bit of the umami if that's not a stretch of you know cream of mushroom soup or an on errant onion crunchy that's still crispy goes on there too that's just that's that's my topper right there that's the, the, that's the capper um, so that's my bite a lot of people you know will do cranberry or something a little more acidic or well you know and, and good on you Thanksgiving bite is still Thanksgiving bite depending on what you put on it. That's why it's the perfect second pick here. <clears throat> Number three. Going with the drum butt. And the drum butt is everybody's had the store-bought expensive name brand if you're listening to Amber. It's a little inside baseball there. Um frozen drumsticks 
Uh, they're delicious. They're classic. You can even find them at any truck playing uh, show tunes coming through your neighborhood. But at the end of it, the bottom of it is like a big hunk of chocolates. It's like the plug to stop you from getting messy so that you still keep buying them. Um, but you've been holding it for for a grip. So it's a little bit melty. I mean, it's been up against the ice cream, so I'm not saying it's like gooey. But it's just a little bit warm, so it's kind of soft. And that last bite of the cone with that extra dense chocolate ratio. And then there's always a pooling of perfect temperature melted ice cream and that right there is magical you'll eat two or three extra drumsticks just looking forward to that last bite that is a lock and i saw in the aisle the other day they're making something like muddy bites or i don't think they're muddy buddies because i think that's the chocolate chex mix thing but something like that and it's like oh that's a great idea but the process is what sculpts the drum butt it's not just the composition of the same things you can't recreate that and plus it was like in the dry goods aisle so there's no way there was ice cream in there so i'll still <laughs> try them but that it's not the same that's pick three for sure pick four all right it's midwestern there's always the inner debate here of ranch and blue cheese when you're talking about hot wings so my perfect bite is the way that it was intended when the recipe was crafted in buffalo new york and it was the wings you know your basic uh frank's red hot and butter base like simple wing recipe uh, maybe grilled which is my favorite you get a flat and you put it in blue cheese and then you clean the whole thing and toss the bones and that bite is always on point. And personally, for this perfect bite, I would go a little bit above medium, but not like um, taint sweat or anything, nothing named that. But just, you know, a little bit over medium and then like a nice slather, a big dip. Get most of it on the front end. Like it doesn't have to be an evenly dispersed amount of blue cheese all the way down the flat. But just enough on the front end so that you get that creaminess and a couple a couple chunkies of uh, the actual blue cheese. And that just melds perfectly with the uh, slightly higher than medium wing coming here, come, sliding into home. Alright, got four. The last two were tough because now you're like, oh, I only have two left. Um, going breakfast style number five and it's sourdough and egg yolk and that is one of the greatest bites I mean if you don't like eggs you don't like eggs and we're never going to come together on this but if you do or if you're ever watched a cooking show ever it's like they always put an egg yolk on top a burger now ramen, everything. Egg yolks are, are amazing. And when you get a nicely crispy, like the crust, the back end, you get still the crust and a nice crispy piece, and you're at the end. It doesn't even have to be the beginning. I do like first dip. That's always just because it's your first. 
But again, kind of similar to King Nacho, the end, like, swirl around the plate, you get a little white, a little yellow, um, actual bits on there, but your, your plate has still kind of got that residue. Slurp all that up, the salt and pepper's been on the plate, you don't even have to hot sauce it, and that, that flavor right there is where I'm at. So yeah, egg yolk and sourdough is a perfect bite. Buttered sourdough, mind you. Last one, you know, might be everybody's gonna have their own here. They, you might already be disagreeing with me on a couple of them, but number six is always gonna be a rotation. And what I went with is the steamed dumpling soak dip, and, and let me break it down for you. Um, I love dumplings. I love a, an Asian dumpling, like pork flavor. You get that green onion, and like that amazing sauce with like you know the the rice vinegar and the, and and the soy, but it's still got the ginger, and it's it's a perfect perfect sauce. But a lot of my dumplings are are sealed tight and they're steamed, and so you do the first dip of your. And I'll, I'll eat my weight in these. Like, don't get around me when dumplings are here. We're not having a conversation about anything. And it's going to look like a real big mess. Because I'm just, I'm hoofing them. Anyway, the first dip, you, it's hard to get, to break the, the seal on this. So, you know, as long, as much as you want to soak the juice from the dipping sauce into the sealed dumpling, it's, 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 you're going to have the flavor there, but it doesn't really mix as well with the pork. But if you eat the dumpling in half, and now you got like kind of a, uh, a scoop there, or you know, a bucket, where the pork in the middle and the toppings are still in there, and, the, and, and you can scoop up the sauce and make like a soak dip, like a bath. The insides are taking a bath inside this other half of dumpling, and that bite right there. Whew. Man, it's like Jesus is rubbing your tummy. Like, it's just amazing. I love that bite. So I had to take it there. I did... Let's. I'll give a couple honorable mentions, alright? So, in that vein, I did want to pick a sushi. Because sushi bites are... It, it's perfect. That's what they're made for. It's like all encapsulated in this roll or, you know, one perfect bite. But I like so many of them. Like some days I like a tempura. Some days I like a t spicy tuna. You know, some days I, I don't know. The variety there, and I just didn't want to pick just sushi, and I didn't. I could not decide on one particular bite. Plus, I also, if you haven't seen... Um, the documentary, like Jiro Dreams of Sushi, he has this modest little sushi spot, and it's so simple. It's just like one pat of rice, one slice of fish. You, you see him go out at these fish markets. I mean, this isn't just a, a piece of fish. He's getting his pick from like the most amazing selection on, on this planet. But it's just like a piece of sashimi. It's just, and he just paints like a, a little sauce on the top. And these is <laughs> the reaction and, and everything about it. 
the fact that I know that exists, I can't pick sushi as like one of the greatest bites ever because I don't think I'll ever experience that. I'll, it's definitely on the list, but and knowing that is out there, I I can't pick it as my favorite. Is you know, as that bite because I just feel like I haven't fully experienced it. I don't care who's cultivating the greatest nachos ever had in my life. It, it, they're still nachos, man. So, like, <laughs> I'm comfortable taking that as a pick because the veritability is, is, well, it is vast, but, I mean, like, the greatest to the greatest are within a sliver of each other. And I, I feel this this little sushi spot I need, I need to see. Pizza, the pizza tip, that was definitely another one, too. Um, just that first corner. In our house, it's actually referred to as the best bite because when you want... Kids get on a routine of ordering from the same pizza places all the time, and when you want them to try something new or a place you like, that's what we offer. Just take the just take the best bite, which is the first one, and it has worked sometimes. You know, like oh my goodness, what is this? So that had to be on there. I personally kind of like the little the the back corner, the back section, the haunch. I don't know what you want to call it, but. Where the crust meets the last, like, saucy, cheesy part of the pizza. But it all depends on the actual pizza. Some crusts are superior than others. And some are tavern style don't have crust. So, ergo, that's why I didn't pick it. All right, I'm going to let you go. I'm wrapping it up. Uh, I don't even think I'm going to promote this. Just, you know, wanted to talk to you all a little bit. Catch up. If you want to talk about any of these things, hit me up on social media, as always, at P-A-I-G-N-P-R-O. If you want to leave a rating on there, write whatever. If you write something funny or you know interesting, I'll, I'll definitely read it and talk about it. I'd love to get... Um, it doesn't even have to make sense or even relate to the show. Five stars, you know. He, he, he colors very well inside the lines. That can be your comment. I'm cool with that. Just comment, support, appreciate it. Alright, I'm going to go hang out with Barry. It's good talking to you. And I can still taste the hot tub. <laughs>